0: At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong. Unmatched employees. Unmatched customer care. Unmatched fiber network.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Seth Prentice. And today, I'm joined by Linda Toma, Director of Operations for the Gene B. Purvis Community Health Center in Butler. Linda, welcome to the show.
0: Seth, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm so glad you reached out to uh, have an opportunity to be on the podcast. And and more, it's an opportunity for me than it is for you, as I love learning about, uh, you know, our special places that make up our communities. And the Community Health Center just happens to be another one of those gems that, Many might not even be aware exist, Uh, and it's great to have you to talk more about it. And why don't we get started? And Linda, what is the community health center?
0: Sure. Well, and you know, referencing back to what you said, um, until you need us, you don't know that we're there. Um, So sometimes that happens, and a lot of people don't know that about this great resource in the community. Um, So the community health center is a free, one hundred percent free clinic. Um, We get that question a lot. You know, nothing's free. What do you mean? Where's the bill at? Um, We don't accept any insurances. Um, There is never any charge to our patients. Um, Our services are truly 100% free. We provide um, medical care, primary medical care, um, dental care, behavioral health services, um, health and wellness education, and also um, newly we'll have um, starting November 19th um, our vision care. So we're excited to add that to our list of services. Um, But yeah, that's, that's what the community health service uh, or center provides.
1: Now say someone, you know, I know that it's underinsured or, you know, no insurance. At what point for the underinsured part is when you, you're available to help those in need?
0: Sure. So you know, probably best to maybe give you some examples. Sure. So um, underinsured, uh, maybe they have insurance. Um, we see a lot of folks that have maybe Medicare part A and B, which doesn't include prescriptions. They, um, you know, start off with the Medicare A and B. They've probably just turned 65. Um and um realize then, oops, I can't pay for my insulin. I can't pay for my uh, blood pressure medication. Um, so we'll accept those patients until we can get them safely transitioned um, to getting the other parts of Medicare and getting on to a, a primary care physician. Another example is folks coming out of the hospital or folks coming out of the jail. Um, they might have um, applied for insurance while they're in there Um, in the hospital. uh, We're seeing a patient, um, she's actually currently still in the hospital. We will see her next Tuesday. They're working through that process of getting her Medicaid, but it won't be turned on in time. Um, She's going to be released with medications, but she's, you know, what's she going to do in the meantime until she can safely transition to a behavioral health provider, which in Butler County, can be months. So um, we keep folks on their medications until they can safely transition. We're not going to turn somebody away um, just because they have insurance. They might be in a position where it's not effective yet. Mm. Um, They don't have a PCP, which again, in Butler County can be three to four months before you get a new patient appointment. Um, We're definitely in a desert area, especially when it comes to behavioral health, and or um, dentists and um, primary medical health. Um, It just takes time to get into those. If you're on life-saving medications, what do you do in those times? You know, you're on blood pressure medication, you're an insulin-dependent diabetic. How do you work? How do you live? How do you function with your family if you don't feel well? So we keep those people until they can safely transition. And, you know, one of the sad things that um, has come out of this, we, we have a lot of folks that just can't afford to use their insurance. They can't afford the co-pays, the, um, uh, you know, the amount that they have to put out of pocket. They just can't afford to do it. Um, so we see those folks a- until we can safely transition them.
1: That's amazing. And I, I guess this is a great question to follow up with, um, who established or discovered there was such a need for, you know, the community health center in Butler.
0: Sure. Well, that's a great story. And our, our founder, Jean Purvis, um, if, if you didn't know her, um, she was definitely, um, a power to, to deal with and a lovely, lovely woman, um, who's done a lot of great things in this community. But one of the things that she, um, stumbled upon, she was on vacation in, um, right now I'm forgetting if it was South Carolina or North Carolina, and they were having a, a free, um, you know, a healthcare day. Mm. And so she thought I'm on vacation. I'm going to go check this out. So she goes and checks this out. It's a volunteers in medicine clinic, um, which we are a part of. And, um, she saw how there, there were people that didn't have insurance or they were underinsured. And there were all these doctors and nurses and dentists volunteering their time to take care of these people. Um, and she's like, we need that in Butler. So she did. Um, She was in her mid eighties when she created and founded this clinic. Um, she just passed away in 2020, May of 2020. And she was an integral part. She was, um, you know, part of our board and on on the spot, um, you know, right up until um, her passing. Um, but yeah, she really is the powerhouse, the thought, um, and the commitment behind the Community Health Center.
1: Was she in the healthcare field at all prior to starting this?
0: No, she was in marketing. Um, oh. Her <laughs> husband... <laughs> Her husband was a doctor at Butler Health System, okay. um, Dr. Purvis. So, um, and it just was a passion of hers. Um, you know, she was integral in starting the volunteer, um, I'm sorry, the VNA, the uh, Visiting Nurses Association. Um, she worked in many different um, charities and nonprofits within the community. And it was just always her passion to serve. And um, this was just another way for her to do that.
1: Makes sense. Well, you've already mentioned your board. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a guess. Community Health Center being a nonprofit, you rely heavily on a small staff and volunteers. Is this true?
0: That is very true. We have one full-time staff. um, And that's our director, um, our executive director, Kim Reamer. She is the only full-time paid staff. Um, There are eight of us that are part-time and the rest are all volunteers. So we can average on a month, um, you know, 50 to 60 volunteers. Um, some may come into the building. Some may not COVID's kind of put a damper on that. Unfortunately, we've, we've had to let a lot of our volunteers go. Some of them are slowly trickling back in, but, um, you know, it's, it's still, it's not the same as, as it was a couple of years ago, but, um, You know, I have volunteers that work on uh, research and information outside of the clinic. Um, We're always looking for volunteers to help with outreach and um, clinical, anything you could think of. We have a garden. We have a garden that we... We support everything that we glean from the garden. All of the produce um, goes to our patients. So, um, if your passion is gardening, we can put you to good use. <laughs> um, so, there's there's multiple. You don't have to be a doctor or a dentist. Although we love our doctors and dentists, and you know we could not survive without those folks. Um, but if you have a passion, you want to serve. Um, we can typically find you a spot at the community health center.
1: Oh, and we'll give contact information, uh, in the show notes so people can help reach out, uh, call, email, go on your website so that uh, we can get some more volunteers in through those doors or, uh, virtually too. Great. Great. Yes. Are appointments needed or can I just walk in to the CHC for, uh, care?
0: Very good question. Um, 90%, 99% 90 99% of the time we would like an appointment. Um, we do, you know, our practitioners, you know, they're seeing this patient for the first time. They like to get some medical history. They want to see what kind of medications you're on. They want to provide you with the best care possible. So it's better if you've completed an application and, um, you know, we can do that um, information prior to you actually coming to the clinic for an appointment. That being said, um, there are occasions where somebody will walk in now will we have them fill out an application real quick. Yes. Um, if we have volunteer availability, if we have space in the schedule and they walk in, we're going to see them. Um, so it, we prefer an application.
1: Makes sense. Are you affiliated with the Butler health system by any chance?
0: So the Butler Health System is a great partner um, with the clinic. We, we just could not, um, we couldn't do this without them. They're a financial supporter of the clinic, um, but they also provide many other services, um, not to mention just referrals even. They, um, you know, they have folks in their waiting room that maybe don't have insurance. So it's a referral down to the community health center. Um, and it's not that they don't take care of their basic needs cause they do, they'll take care of the need that's, that's, you know, that's upon that patient at that moment. Um, but who does their follow-up, you know, so they'll refer folks down to, um, to the clinic. So, um, between that and, um, you know, a lot of their doctors and nurses, they do volunteer down at the clinic. And, um, so we appreciate Um, the Butler health system in that way. There's other things that they do as well. Um, We buy, you know, our flu shots through them, um, which we're able to get, use their buying power to be able to do that. So we're not um, paying exorbitant amounts because we only need a certain amount. Um, Other services that they they pick up our lab samples, they, um, you know, take care of our biohazard, our medical waste um, and they don't charge us. So um, we're very, these are all, you know, these would be additional bills that that would hinder us from doing what we do. So uh, Butler Health System is a great, um, great um, provider or uh, partner to the community health center.
1: Uh, we got a chance to talk a few minutes prior to the start of our episode here, and you had made a comment that, you know, the Butler Health System and you know, the community health center know, don't try to overlap in in what you provide, um, you know, so that you're not duplicating services, you know, more where you don't have to. With that being said, what are some of those services that, you know, you would refer your patients up to the Butler Health System?
0: Sure. So um, specifically, and just to expand that on a little bit, uh, we're a nonprofit. We have a, a limited amount of funds. Um, to do what we do to provide our services. So we're very careful that we don't want to duplicate services that are already available um, for free in the community. That one of those being the COVID testing and COVID shots. Um, we could have done that at the clinic and we we had talked about it. Um, but the Butler Health System did a phenomenal job of making it accessible and easy. Um, so we referred our patients right through the Butler health system. There was no sense in having another Mm. little spot when they were doing such a great job. Um, If I can, you know, one of the things that we don't do is um, uh, women's services Um, not saying that we don't see women we do. And, you know, we refer for mammograms and um, testing and things like that. But um, if somebody is specifically looking for women's services, O B G Y N, there are two other um, great nonprofits in the community, and we refer our patients to them.
1: No, makes total sense. And mm-hmm. you've just mentioned, you know, services are not cheap, and I'm sure all of you have to wear your fundraiser hat quite often. Absolutely. You know, so, how are how is the CHC funded? Because you know you're offering so many different services that uh, most people wouldn't even begin to imagine how costly some of those are.
0: Right, right. Um, so we're 100% community funded. We don't receive any tax dollars, any government funding. Um, we don't accept any insurances. We don't bill. And there is no charge to our patients. So um, coming up with our our budget is half a million dollars, which in the grand scheme of things, and you look at what we do, is is very small. But we keep our costs very, very low Um, due to our volunteers, due to our low amount of staffing. We're able to accomplish the goals of taking care of the community, the uninsured and the underinsured. So how do how do how are we funded? Um, You know, we have patients that, um, you know, they're in that transition period and they'll make donations. Mm. Um, We just had a gentleman come back. Um, We had taken care of him. Um, and he, uh, you know, has moved on, he's gotten a job and he just brought in a a beautiful $500 check, which is very, very helpful to us. But he was so grateful for the, for the care and the concern that he received while he was at the clinic that he wanted to make sure that that continues on. Um, we do a lot of, um, grant writing, um, so we're applying to different foundations and organizations for grant monies that will help support um, our cause and, you know, what we're doing. Um, and along with that, we, um, we hold two major fundraisers a year. Um, one we just held this past weekend, which was, um, it's called Signature Sensations. It's a, it's a really great um, community event where we invite chefs from Butler County to come in and they cook six courses of food in front of you and then you get to eat that food. So it's, it's kind of like a demonstration and um, you know, uh, it's just a, it's a fun night and um, the community really comes out to support. We were sold out. Um, We've been sold out since September so that, you know, the, the community really is very supportive of the clinic and um, we're, happy to be able to, to have that event each year. Um, COVID of course, put a damper on last year, and, um, that was kind of tight, but, but we managed through because we have great local, um, community supporters. Um, Armstrong, um, has a foundation and they are great supporters of the clinic. So we're, we're very, um, grateful to those different partners that, that support our work.
1: No. And, and you know, I, I will speak from ourselves. I'm I'm glad that we have those opportunities to help and support, mm-hmm. you know, organizations like yours. What what is your other fundraiser? Just to find out a little more of some of the things sure. that you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's um the Community Cornerstone Award. And the first one w- um, we actually had, it wasn't intended to be a fundraiser. It was meant to honor our founder, Gene Purvis. Um, but it went so well that we do that in the spring every year now and we pick a local um you know somebody from butler county who has made an amazing difference mm-hmm. um for example last year was mike rob michael rob who uh yeah <laughs> he um he is definitely uh, another powerhouse at uh, jean uh, purvis um and that's why he was picked um center for community resources alliance for nonprofits um and um uh oh my goodness ndc i'm i'm losing it right now but um yeah mike has done a tremendous amount of work in this community um dr newpower from butler county community college um he's another one and you know they i just saw the sign the billboard that they've won the best um school in the state again for the sixth time so Um, you know, what they do at at BC3 is amazing. So really, we pick um, folks in the community that that have um, really made a difference in our community. So stay tuned for who will be next year's. It'll be in the spring. And um, I think we have uh, a great candidate. So um, yeah, you'll be hearing more about that.
1: Well, no, and that's got those two names alone are uh, some huge heavy hitters for Butler County and
0: absolutely, you
1: know what they do not only in this, you know, in this county, but they impact a lot of, you know, a lot of this region actually.
0: Absolutely,
1: and, and I know Nick, you know, is from Elwood City and he's beloved there, and you
0: mm-hmm. know, he does a
1: lot to give back to that area too. So I, I think you couldn't pick two two better gentlemen, and, and I'm sure your other previous award winners too. Um, And to follow up on uh, BC3, that announcement of the new uh, nursing education center has to be, you know, fantastic news for all of you as, you know, maybe there's future volunteers, you know, coming through into those doors and, you know, when they graduate.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you brought them up. Um, So one of the things we do in addition to our volunteers is we offer internships. Uh, Clinical services, um, it may be, we we see a lot of students from Slippery Rock University, um, Duquesne University, um, BC3. There's a lot, uh, there's several schools that we work with um, where they send their students to us um, to do their internships. Might be for pharmacy, it might be for CRNP, it might be for, which is um, um, certified uh, nurse practitioner. Um, dental students. We take um, students from Pitt Dental, Mm. Pitt University. Um, We see those. Um, Duquesne University sends their pharmacy students to us because we do have, not legally allowed to call it a pharmacy, it's a medical closet, Um, but uh, where we provide provide the medications to our patients as well. Um, And that's all run by a volunteer. So having a student there one to learn about community health public health um but also it's a great overall um view of of working in pharmacy so yeah so we're we're excited about bc3's new endeavors and um, we hope to glean some students um, from them as well and to really work together on that
1: I can't believe all the heavy hitters for the, the universities for your internship program. That had to take some, you know, some long legwork to make happen, but that's quite impressive.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we um, we love our students. And I think the word gets out because we do love our students and um, we learn just as much from them. I think that they learn from us. Um So it's just a it's a win win. Um, They get practical real life experience more than they sometimes bargain for, um, because some of the folks that we see um, can really be struggling. Mm -hmm. So they see that and they they get that opportunity to really work in their community. So um, we're we are very happy to host those students and we hope to continue that for a long time.
1: That's perfect. Well, Linda, any last words for our listeners or something we may not have covered that you would like the listeners to know about?
0: Sure. Um, you know, the main thing is, is that if you're struggling, um, if if you don't have insurance, um, if you're not able to use your insurance, um, maybe your insurance doesn't cover. I mentioned our new um, vision health, our eye care. Um, a lot of people don't have dental and vision coverage. They might have primary health don't let that hinder you give us a call and if we if if you fit our guy other guidelines we're going to see you we want to make sure that um, our community is as healthy as possible um, we want people to be able to live and work and strengthen our community so that that's really our goal um, to never be um, afraid or ashamed uh, to reach out Every one of us, um, if I can tell a quick little story, uh, 59-year-old gentleman, he lost his job. And um, he went for six months without his mental health medications. He called us in crisis. Um, Literally, he wanted to take his own life. And um, that can happen to any of us. You think of, nothing is certain anymore. You know, COVID has taught us that. So we want you, thank goodness he called out. We connected him with CCR, with the crisis services, with interim housing, but we got him healthy again. We got him back on his medications and until he could safely transition to a primary care faci- uh, provider and mental health, we kept him. And now he's working again. He has an apartment. He's not living in his car and it was all these community partners working together that kept this one man going and, and, and now contributing again to, to, the, to our community. So don't ever, don't ever think that everything is, oh, I don't ever have to worry about that. Um, but just know that there is a resource in the community if you find yourself in that position um, that we are here to help you. And we're here to to help you until you can safely transition on.
1: What a wonderful way to end the episode. Linda, I want to thank you for this opportunity to learn more about the Gene B. Purvis Health Center and what all of you are doing for those in need of healthcare. We're going to share your website and contact information again in the show notes for those wanting to learn more. I thank you so much. And I want to have you back on in the springtime. I want to learn who your... Uh, <laughs> community uh winner is this year so uh let's schedule that and we look forward to seeing you again soon
0: seth thank you so much for your time i i love sharing about the clinic and um if we can be of service to someone you know please reach out
1: for armstrong in the loop podcast i'm seth keeping you in the loop news all past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites search armstrong in the loop podcast and subscribe today
0: when it comes to internet service you get it all with zoom from armstrong there's unlimited data for unlimited downloads low latency for seamless streaming and gaming plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat find out for yourself